0: And good day to all my creatives and welcome to another episode of Focus on Art, where we discuss the life, work, and thoughts of creative minds here in the Bahamas. I want to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors, the Creative Center Bahamas, located in Chippingham on the Pop-Up Studios property. The Creative Center serves as a diverse community of visual artists and creative individuals at all stages of their creative development. Participate in events, receive feedback, and learn to be more creative at the Creative Center. Visit their website at www.creativecenterbahamas.com or their social media pages on Facebook and Instagram. We're also sponsored by Bahamas Candle & Soap, the Bahamas' number one resource for candle and soap making supplies. You can visit their website at www.candleandsoap.com or check out their social media pages, Facebook and Instagram as well. Today's guest is a beautiful young lady, a lady whose natural artistic talents has brought her to a place in her life where she has created some very unique pieces of jewelry. Her work, like many artists, is a reflection of her life and her brought up seat. And how did she get to this point in her life? Well, we're about to find out. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my guest here on Focus on Art, Tanil Asheran Cartwright. And Tenille... I kind of like that middle name, Asheran.
1: Yeah, everybody, everybody yeah. likes that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did pronounce it right, did right? Did, yeah, okay. yeah. Asheran, and we, we 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 asked. I asked you about it before. Um, we just didn't have a reason of what's the meaning of the word. Was it just two words put together, or was it a reason behind? It? Did you ever ask your parents about it? Um, there
1: is no meaning behind it, but I did ask my mom before. Like, how How did you get that name?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And she always used to say, I never know why I named you that, but your gaudy, your gaudy. <laughs> what? My gaudy had this girl who stole her boyfriend or something like that. Ooh. And my mommy always did like the name. She just always thought it was a pretty name.
0: Wow. So how does your, I mean, your gaudy,
1: she,
0: <laughs> does she know what your middle name is? Like, you're going to remind yes, her of I,
1: that? Every time she see me, she's like, I
0: don't know why your mommy named me <laughs> <laughs> That's that's bad memories. Each and every time, For her it is, yeah. My goodness, hmm. she's giving it a side eye. Hmm. My <laughs> goodness, every time, every time. Asheran. <laughs> uh, so I understand from the middle name, you 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 took something from that and you created something quite interesting. You have a company that uh, or a business that you you do. You're a jewelry makers. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, maybe you sound like you're <laughs> listening to Sean now <laughs> on that so, one.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. Um, that's what it started out as, but that's I can't, that's not what I wanted to always stay as. Really? So, yeah, it, I I started as jewelry.
0: So, what did you want to be?
1: Um, no, it's not that I want to be something else, I like branching out into other things. Okay, so,
0: hmm. so what was your 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 plan. I mean, if jewelry is something that you stuck with a bit longer, do you have a plan to move somewhere else, or you had original plan to go somewhere else?
1: No, it was jewelry was the initial okay. plan. Okay, but I always find that I I don't want to say easily distracted, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I like other things too. I'm very crafty, so I like to venture off into other avenues. Mm-hmm. So I lately I've been thinking about branching into, I guess, more like home decor. Okay. Okay. So that's something I'm kind of looking forward to doing.
0: But what aspect of home day, decor? So you have like um, photographs, and you have throw pillows, you have carpet. Like what? What aspect of that?
1: As much as I
0: could. Oh, gee, you want to do everything?
1: <laughs> as as much as I could. As much uh, as I could.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. I can... want
1: to start off at like houses and table trays first, something small that I can master, and probably just branch off into other things, right. piece by piece.
0: Makes sense. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the creative part of you, just calling for that. Say again. that's the creative part of you just calling to do something else
1: just calling to do something else yeah come try this come try it come try we it got to try right.
0: <laughs> we could talk about that because i want to ask you a bit more about that but let's go back um into history i would like to just say hey who are you but that's such a general and broad question <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna let's take you back i don't know how far it's gonna take you but i want to find out when did you realize that you Like to do things with your hands Or you like to create things When did it happen? Do you have any thought in your mind That hey this is the first time I did that And I always remembered it? Anything?
2: Um, No I
1: think I just always knew I was good with my hands From primary school Like I was always good in art class High school always good in art I did art I did Well I couldn't do craft But I did it on the side Right it wasn't like there was one defining moment when I realized I was good at arts and crafts or stuff like that. I just feel like I always knew that like that's what I liked.
0: So this is what we call a natural born artist?
1: Uh, yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean, is that would be in hell for your parents because that means you were drawing on the wall and stuff like that? <laughs> Something? No, I
1: wasn't allowed to draw on the wall, but I had a lot of notepads. Okay. So I used to draw on notepads and stick them up on the room wall, so... <laughs>
0: Wait, your parents gave you notepads just for that, or you just had them just laying around?
1: No, like, I
0: asked for notepads, specifically ah, for that. Ah, so you had to wait Between though. that
1: and, so, you know, I used to get a lot of folder sheets for school. Yeah. Yeah, I always used to have a lot of folder sheets. Uh, mommy would always have to buy me a lot of folder sheets, because mm-hmm. that's what I would end up doing with most of All
0: right, so, by you saying that, I'm hearing something that I don't usually hear from most people. Well, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Most creative people, I, t- I tend to hear it, either one side or the other, and that's the integral part your parents played in your lifestyle. Do you feel as if they were there for you? I mean, for your creative outlet? Did they shun you? Did they say, "All oh, girls, stop doing foolishness? Or did they say, you know what? Instead of you doing this, here's a book for you. Go draw on that. Did they help you along the way?
1: My parents helped me along every step of the way. Right. <laughs> they may have not always... a read or liked it, but they always knew I was kinda different in that way. Yeah. So even like sometimes down to the things I just like my mom would say, Oh, you could break up now. But anyway, <laughs> do what you want
0: <laughs> All right, so, so
1: they they were always supportive, yeah.
0: That's good. That's good because you, you know, usually sometimes parents um would not allow you to go down the road because they do they, they mean good, you know. They want you to do better in life and they see things in a different way. But, you know, the generations change and, and things change. So I guess, you know, if they if they stick with it and you do your best, you can become something amazing, especially in the art world. You, you just never know about that. You know, it's yeah. pretty good. So how did you go? Um, primary school. What happened in primary school? Were you drawing in primary school area? Was there anywhere to take classes? What school did you go to? Uh, primary
1: school, I went to St. Francis and St. Joseph. Right. Um, I always, I always used to draw.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Always used to draw. Always, used to, I don't know if you remember the the coloring, not the coloring box, but like the pencil box. I can't remember the brand, but it had like a little sinking part. So people used to ask me because I one time I made this where I colored it in with markers and put glue in, and I made it look like a pretty cool, colorful ruler. Right. And by the end of the week, everybody was bringing me markers and glue to make them <laughs> colorful. <laughs>
0: Did you charge them?
2: No, because I, I did it for fun. I just, just thought it. it was
0: cool. Right. So that was an outdated. How did, did your teachers, I mean, how did they feel about that? Were you doing your schoolwork anyhow?
1: Um, I I always got good grades. I just, my art grades were just more exceptional than everything.
0: Right. And that's so, unusual, you know, for an artist to actually get good <laughs> grades in school.
1: Yeah, I get, I get good grades. I get good grades. <laughs>
0: Uh, is that because, what, your parents demanded it or just because you just naturally caught on?
1: No, I think my, especially my, my daddy, he really kind of demanded, like, he made it a point that we're supposed to get good grades. We're supposed to bring home good grades. Girls yeah. are supposed to be in their books. Like, right. yeah, that was his thing, good grades.
0: So it sounds like you had a good balance. I mean, your, your dad seemed to be a bit more strict. Your mom was like, okay, I need you to move ahead, but still do what you got to do on the side. That's what it sounds like so far.
1: Yeah, that's more, uh, yeah, he's, he's not as strict as when I was younger, but he was strict back then, and mom just kind of focused on, do the best you can.
0: That's a good balance.
1: Yeah. So. I think so.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good balance. What about siblings? How many, Do you have any other siblings in the house that you grew up with?
1: Yes, I have three sisters, two older sisters, a younger sister, and two younger brothers. But I only what? really grew up. <laughs> I only really grew up with my two younger brothers.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so, so I've just really been known as to have a lot of people only know me to have two brothers, but I actually right. have other siblings. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're older than the two brothers? Yeah. Well, um, okay, I kind of understand that part because usually um, if a sister was growing up with you in the house, especially if she was older, you might have been the middle child. So mm, you might have been treated but, differently yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I would have yeah.
1: But I'm the oldest here So in this case
0: So you got away with a lot
1: Do you think?
0: No, I don't think so No, I mean, if I, you're the only girl You got two boys and Come on, boys are not easy to raise So Are these to blame you for other things?
1: I feel like they I don't know I feel like I don't get away with anything I feel like oh, they gee. get away with everything
0: Oh, gee <laughs> Oh, so now, oh, so because you're the oldest, you need to make sure everybody's in check. Yeah, I have ah. to set the
1: example, but oh, if I hear that one more time, and i ah. like, that, you have to set the example. Because
0: <laughs> they're watching you. They are watching yeah, you. Yeah, they're
1: watching you. They are watching me. <laughs>
0: yeah, they got their but own yeah, that, to deal with.
1: <laughs> exactly. But that's, that's how they made it seem. same. I'm the oldest. I'm supposed to set the example, so that's
0: how it went. All right, so when you left primary school, you, where did you go for um, high school?
1: After St. Francis, I went to John Prince William. Sorry, okay. Prince William, John is the primary Prince William,
0: thanks. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. was that school for you? I mean, how did you fit in there? Um,
1: high school is high school, I
0: guess. <laughs> when I say that, I got, right? I mean, like, were you a person where uh, I'm trying to see how deep and deeply ingrained you were in your art at that time. Because usually, like I say, um artists either would stand out or you would be shunned. So, yeah. were you somewhere on either end or in the middle?
1: Um, people knew me as the artsy girl. I would okay. say,
2: mm-hmm. and like I said, even
1: in high school, I got good grades, but so my art grades surpassed other grades. Right, and it's just something I always enjoy. Even high school, like I was excited for BJC. You know how we used to do the coursework? Well, I don't know if you did that, but I, I you had to submit coursework before you did the actual exam? Yeah. Like, I took pride in my coursework pieces <laughs> <thesis>. from <So, laughs> BJC to BGCSE. It just was something I didn't like.
0: And did you find that? How did you find that test? Did you find it as a test of your skill or just a way to show what you can do? <laughs> hey, what What did you do? Can well, you remember? What did you do? I mean, for your coursework?
1: Um, yeah, I, my coursework actually is hanging up in our front room. It's, oh my I gosh. did an oil painting. <laughs> yeah, I did a, I think it's a two by three oil painting of a vase with some roses. Okay.
0: And you felt that was a, that's what I'm sort of masking Do you feel like that was a, a test of your skills or just a time for you to show other people what you can do?
2: I think it was both. Mm hmm.
1: Because I think that was the first time I ever worked with... And I did it with oil paint and on an actual canvas. And, like, it was the first time I went that heavily into oil paint. Right. Because, like I said, it was a, it's a pretty big piece. Mm-hmm. So, I felt the need that I had to... Like, this had to be the best thing i ever do. Like, this has to be perfect. And then my art teacher used to kind of push me a lot, too, Mr. Block. Oh, God, that man was strange.
2: What? <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: He used to push me a lot, too. Like, he, even if I, he always would tell me, even if I have free time at lunch, come in yeah. at lunch, and yeah. he'll help me with it. He'll show me different things, different techniques, and he just wanted to make sure that that piece was a good piece as well.
0: Did you have kindred kindred spirits in school? Like, I mean, for for art, do you have other students that were with you? all. Well, did you have other students that were on your level in high school, like you guys used to hang together, used to go to the art class and, you know, things like that, um, or was it just always a loner thing?
1: I had people who were, skill-wise, just as good as me, and maybe one or two even, who were even better. But it's not like we always hung out together. We were, so, you know, everybody has cooks in high school. So, yeah. although I was artsy, I had normal I guess normal isn't the best word to say it, but I had regular friends yeah. who weren't artsy.
0: And, but they saw you are the art, artistic
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Even after high school, like even if their like little, younger siblings had art projects they needed help with, like they still would come and call me and be like, oh, we need some help with this. <laughs> All right.
0: Natural born artist. I see. So what else you do? Cause you said that was an oil painting. What else did you do in high school? What type of um, art that you do in high school?
2: Um, I
1: liked pencil a lot.
0: Okay. Just
1: regular shading. Um, drawing, painting. I didn't like water paint too much. I think it dried too fast for me. (laughs) And then I also, for some reason, I, in principle, they didn't allow you to do both art and craft. You had to do either or. Yeah. And I always used to think that wasn't fair. (laughs) Because the stuff that they used to be doing in craft used to look cool. Like the hook and latching and then the crocheting. So I wanted to do both, but I couldn't. So what I used to do was I used to go to the craft teacher on the side, like on lunch break or after <laughs> school, and I used to ask her to show me what, what they did in class so I could have been learning craft as well.
0: <laughs> so you, got, you picked up an extra class, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and which one you felt you liked the most? I mean, okay, so you're doing art. You're doing art. But on the side you're doing the craft, did you feel you fell in love more with the craft afterwards or did you stay with the art part?
1: Um, I think art was something that I always knew I liked and I was always good at. Yeah. But you know, when something new comes around, so craft is something new. So All I right. think it just kind of made me open my eyes to what else I could do with my hands. Right. Other than just drawing and painting.
0: All right. Was there a piece that you made, anything that you made in high school that you can remember that you really like. Can you tell me a story about that?
1: Um, From my art class or from my craft class?
0: (laughs) Either one. Either one.
1: Um, From my art class, it would be the painting that I described that's on the wall. Mm -hmm. But from my craft class, I started a blanket. And it was supposed to be, I wanted to do it seven feet by seven feet. But Mm -hmm. I never completely finished it. I still have to do trimmings on it, not from high school. (laughs) My goodness. But it has, like, these waves. It's a crocheted blanket Mm -hmm. with greens and creams and shades of light tan. Right. And it looks like waves or, like, little mountains going up and down. Mm -hmm. So those two, I think, were, like, the most biggest things that set out from high school that I did.
0: And why did you decide to do that?
1: Because I think crochet, well, when I used to to do the craft classes, I think crochet was my favorite that I learned out of all of them. Because yeah. it was hook and latch And then it was It is something else okay. that I didn't
0: like <laughs> One second Because you're using some terms that I've heard But I'm not too sure Break it down for me What's the difference between knitting and crocheting And what is hook and latch Explain that for me
2: <laughs> Crochet
1: is Okay, you know what knitting is They show knitting on TV all the time But it's not yeah. me with the two sticks Yeah, that's right. knitting Right Crochet is Crochet only has one hook one needle and it has like a hook to the end of the needle okay and you use it you use that one hook along with your finger like you're wrapping around your finger and making knots i can't even know i don't know how to describe it but <laughs> it's with one needle with a hook
2: <laughs>
1: and then hook and latch is literally is is i don't want to call it a needle but it's it looks like a little handle thing uh-huh. that has a hook to the end of it but it has a little latch that closes over the hook
0: Okay, what's so, that for? What's the latch for? It latches for what reason?
1: It latches to so you can yuck yarn and bring it through and okay. knot it afterwards. Like, I think they use hook and latch mostly, like, when they make rugs and carpets,
0: uh-huh. like that. Oh, because the weave has to be tighter or something? Is that the reason? Um, I
1: guess it's because it has to be tighter. I never fancied the hook and latch that much. It just was, like, regular, regular to me. Uh, yeah. But I prefer the, the crochet.
0: It all sounds complicated to me. <laughs> so <I can> <laughs> and that's as simple as I can break it down. I
1: can't simplify it no more than that.
0: Okay, okay. So so you decided to do this blanket seven by seven with the waves of Little Mountain. Like, What was your inspiration that? Yeah. Why did you decide to do that? I mean, why not do the squares? You know, people used to do these squares and their things, or different ones. It. I but... thought
1: those square things were so ugly. I don't uh, know why. <laughs>
2: I've
1: done the squares, but I, I just always thought they were ugly. Right. Um... I saw this pattern in home fabrics, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cool. But it would be cooler if I made it wavy. Mm Because it was just like straight lines, but the lines were somewhat thick, somewhat thin, you know, different widths. Yeah. So I was like, that would have been way cooler. But if it was wavy, I was like, okay, bet. (laughs) Let's try and go wavy. And that was that.
0: So just by looking at one thing, you saw something else?
2: Mm, Yeah, kind of. All
0: right. So, when you, do you think you would ever finish that?
2: Mm. Strangely,
1: every summer I say that I'm going to finish it so that it could be ready for winter. Yeah. But I never
0: do. I think that's the red might dry out right? if you take any longer. I mean, how long is it? No, well, it's said? so
1: good. That's, 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 I've been a couple of years, for so true now.
0: <laughs> See? That's what I'm thinking.
1: But it's so good, though. It's so good. I try and wash it, like, once a year, so... The cotton's
0: still so pretty good on it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Get some moisture in that. Okay. That's not bad. <laughs> so you're all painting again. Now, I, I remember because I also took art in high school, and for some reason they wanted us to do still life, and still life always was a vase or vase, as you want to pronounce it, and flowers. Yep. So was mm-hmm. that you just went by the curriculum? It wasn't nothing special.
1: No, it wasn't. I just went by the curriculum. I just decided to do a medium that I wasn't right. comfortable with. Try and force myself To become
0: comfortable with it Hold on This is your coursework That you're not comfortable with Why would you do that?
1: (laughs) I mean This is how I see A lot of things I'm like If I've done this before This way I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it Just as good If I do it another way
0: But you're not comfortable
1: I I know I don't mind the. I really don't mind the risk If that's how it That's how it kind of Sounds at the end of the day I didn't mind the risk
0: Okay so you took a risk and you went with the oil painting. Mhm. And you you accept what you re- what you finished up uh, as if as in this is a good art piece. Yeah. That's interesting. So do you normally do you normally do that with mo- most of your things or 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 you usually cuz obviously you don't play it safe. <laughs> At least from high school you wasn't playing it safe. <laughs> no, I I I don't
1: know. Like I feel too... I feel like sh- I should do what I want to do. Okay. And then however it comes out is how it's supposed to come out. If that makes sense.
0: It actually no. no 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 seriously. Because I've heard this before. And the only people who ever say things like that are always the artists. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's finished. I'm like, but you didn't plan this. But I still it's it, finished. <laughs> it's finished. That's 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 what it is. That's what it's
1: supposed to be. This is it.
0: <laughs> wow yeah uh, all right let's let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the, the finished product for a second. no why because that's that for me is kind of hard to understand. Usually, I set out from point A to point b and then and I try to get point B. If I don't, I don't feel as if i'm I was successful. but how are you able to rationalize with yourself to say that, hey, I'm done, even though I started for A and I ended up at d. I'm done. How does that work? I don't,
1: I don't know, like, okay, you have to like say you go going, you go going out somewhere and you kind of have an idea of what you want to put on mm-hmm. and then you put it on and then it's not exactly how you put it in, picture it in your mind. Right. So then you just tweak it and then when you tweak it, it's okay. So you're like, okay, this is it. This is, this is fine. This is how it's going to work. Oh, that's just how I see it. Like so, I want
0: to. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, I get. Okay, so let me, let me see if I get this right then. Because you said something right then, right? Especially with the clothing, that's a good analogy. If it's usually certain things you like, it's just like art. Art is subjective. Some things people would like, some people things people won't like. But when you mm-hmm. see something you like, you know it. Sometimes you can't express why you like it. I get that, but. So that's, that's when you. Nice. That's when you know when you're finished. You just hey, I like it. Yeah. Ah. This is very an emotional thing. It's very <laughs> emotional. Wow. But that's what it is. It's like I look at it and if it looks
1: good to me or if it, I feel like I'm looking at the finished product, that's it. That's the finished product.
0: Hmm. You know, I used to think like that. But being in photography for a while, there's a point where um, what I have in my mind, what my client has are two different things. So I have to adjust to what the client wants even though to me it's not like hey this this really sucks but they're like oh my gosh this is the greatest ever i'm like okay if you say so if you think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> i know i know I'll do well
2: <laughs> Jeez.
0: so art do you think art is a very cuz i i just mentioned it before art do you think art is a very uh personal and emotional thing whereas it all depends on what's in the heart of the the artist at the time. Even with the feelings. Let's say you're feeling bad, sad, or angry. Does that reflect in your work? So is this like an emotional thing? How do you, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it really is an emotional thing. Because even sometimes when I'm feeling a certain way, I feel as though I can't produce work. Right. And then when I go to produce work, it's something that I really like looking back at it afterwards. Okay. I, I think emotion does play a really big role in it.
0: So what emotion you think works best for you? That reflects in your in your work that you do, any type of work that you do?
2: I think happy. Okay.
1: Cause I could be really happy, like, I could be really happy and I just start sketching things and drawing things and making plans for new pieces or new sets and I could do that for hours.
0: Right and then when your brother's coming in there and piss you off and like you shut down. Yeah, it, it I don't function too well. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. it. Don't piss her off, especially if she's working on something for you. <laughs> keep her happy, keep her laughing, watch some comedies. So that's the trick right there. Awesome.
1: That's it right there.
0: <laughs> okay. So so high school, you did your coursework. You you did this painting. Um Getting close to graduation, did you make a decision in your mind what you wanted to do?
1: Um, yes.
0: Okay. In
1: my mind, and in my mind, what I actually wanted to do, I actually was thinking about doing photography. Mm, Okay. And you know how (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) You know how the school in your last year they they send you off on job training. Yeah. I don't know if you remember Devin's photo lab.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. very well. <laughs> I did a week at Devin's photo lab to learn, I guess, skills and stuff of photography. Right. But in all honesty, I think my dad didn't too much like the idea mm. of me doing
2: photography. <laughs> he
1: he pushed me for everything else, but that he wasn't a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "No, I think you need to get something no better than that." So
0: did he ever say why?
1: Didn't. He just thought it wasn't a real Job. profession. Yes, and <laughs> and back then, I guess to him, it wasn't it wasn't something that would bring in money to, I guess keep me alive by the end right. of the day. Yeah. So I decided to do marketing when I was finished.
0: Okay. But why marketing? You decided on that because you changed your mind from photography to marketing. That, and I see why you changed your mind from photography. But why did you go to marketing?
1: Um, during my ninth, tenth, and eleventh grade, I was a part of Junior Achievement. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know how they make you take on these different board roles. Yeah. My first year, I ended up in marketing because I had a friend. I made a friend named Clifford, and he was like, oh, it's to come do this with me. Let's do marketing. Let's be a part of the marketing team. So me just being okay. <laughs> I, I ended up being a part of the marketing board, and I liked it that first year.
2: Hmm. And
1: then the second year I ran for, I can't even remember which company I was in the second year. I ran for president of marketing, or however they call it. And I didn't get it. I ended up being vice president. And I tried again for my 12th grade year and ended up being vice president again, but it was a better year. And it, it was just something that I enjoyed
0: doing. So you ran for, for two years, became vice president. So yeah. what? what, who or how did you get beat out for the presidency? Um,
1: <laughs> the second year, I think it was because I probably didn't, have as much experience as I thought I needed to, okay. but I did get. I felt as though I did gain it that second year, but the third year when I lost, I felt I lost to popularity. Ah, so I yes. was like, mm, okay, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Welcome to JA, everybody, Junior. I H know, events. right? Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know that story as well. <laughs> so the marketing thing. What can you give me something that you did in JA, like where you were really excited to, to put this marketing thing together that you. Can actually talk about What do you Remember about that
1: It's so funny I don't even remember Much about Jay now What <laughs> I remember I, I know It's like three years man <laughs> I know Well the first year Was a complete Blur Like me just Trying to figure out What this whole thing is about right. The second year Is when I actually Kind of started Gaining some sense of it all And in the third year Which was the year I actually Probably if I do remember I remember something from there Mhm. Um we just trying to find something that we can we could have ordered and sell and made a good profit from. Ah, there so we, go. we have purchased these really—I don't want to call them cheap. They weren't cheap, but they were—they weren't costly, but they were—they were good quality, but they were low cost. These little lamps that you put the oil on top. I think they call them diffuser lamps, maybe. but you light the candles at the bottom, and it has a little bowl yeah. on top that holds the oil. So um, oh, yeah.
0: We yeah, the melt ca- melts, I think they call them or something like that. Yeah, I know what you no, mean. No, it
1: wasn't the melt It wasn't, it was, it came already with the oil, not the, right. the wax thing. Okay, but okay. Same thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we found those at a really good car and they came in like these beautiful watercolor colors,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like pasta colors, blues, pinks, and they were so pretty, especially when you light the little candles underneath them. And we was like, oh, we can make so much money from this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's kind of what marketing is—getting the sales. Yeah. So that's what we did. We sold diffuser. I think that's what they're called.
0: Yeah, I think it's something like that. You just dispersed some scent in your room or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you—that's how you wet your foot in marketing. So pretty much not being able—I would say not even—that's the wrong word. So after being um, convinced by a dad not to do photography. The next best thing, because you did it before, was marketing. So you fell, you fell into that role. That was that yeah. really a runner-up? Like you know what? Hey, in case this don't work out, I'll do this. Or is it because, oh crap, um, my dreams are being crushed. Let me, let me just look yeah, over here.
1: It was more of an oh crap situation. Uh, I was like, damn.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I really can't do photography.
0: Like really. <laughs> Which is strange because you can make some good money in photography.
1: I know, seeing it now, but I didn't even think of it that way. Back then, I was just like, oh, this is something else new that I want to try and Uh, something I think I would be really good at.
0: Okay. So. I get that. Mm. All right. So, marketing, you're in Princeville. You did some sketches, some drawing. You did all painting for your coursework and things going on in there. That's pretty nice. Um, You took up an extra class uh, (laughs) without being on the (laughs) books. Understood. (laughs) Did some, cro? what was it, it's crocheting? That's what it was? Crocheting, yeah. Yeah, you did some crocheting with a blanket that you still have not completed. And I will one of
2: these
0: days. One of these days, yeah. See, this, that, this is that piece of painting that most artists have that is so far in the back of their room that when they're cleaning up, they'll be like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're going to be like. You're going to pull that up. You'll be like, oh, damn. When you're about 50 or 60, something like that, you're going to be like, let me finish this thing one night. Let me finish this. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be like. But anyway, so you went to school. You, you obviously got good grades because um, uh, your dad was happy about that. Your mom allowed you to do some things. And now it's about to get ready to go into the real world because, you know, school is like a bubble. And so you decided to step yeah. up and you made a decision on marketing. So did you go straight to college university whatever you want to call it right out of high school yeah as soon as
1: i finished
0: Boom, it was off to cob and just by you saying cob i think you just dated yourself just, oh, just wow. say it. Just say it. <laughs> no i say it, I, to this day i still call it cob i'm like okay oh, it's it's uv but whatever okay whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you went to cob i didn't know they had a marketing um course back then. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well it's under the it's under business so oh, it's okay. business marketing.
0: Yeah. Oh. What is what's so okay, what is business marketing? Explain to me. What is that? I mean, is it different from other marketing? Like what is it?
1: It's just the same. I think it just fell under the category. It didn't have it wasn't a school all on its own. It fell it fell within the school of business. Oh. Mm. The same way like accounts isn't a school on its own, but it just falls underneath the school of business.
0: Right. And you can actually so. get a degree in specific that one thing?
2: Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Interesting. All right. So tell me about this process now. Let's let's go into college. You're moving up to college now. So you made the decision. All right. I'm going to take up marketing because, you know, I don't really want to, but sometimes <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm going to do it anyway.
0: So you went through the whole thing. I don't know if you went online or you had a brochure. You say, oh, business marketing. I'll do that. I could do that. So what happened next? Um <laughs> <laughs> I
2: enrolled. I <laughs> enrolled that's,
0: that's literally next. <laughs> I enrolled. That, that was
1: that was next. I enrolled our guidance counselor, made everybody Oh bless her, she was such a stupid man. She made everybody um enroll to COB. And I think those who probably weren't interested in C O B, she they went to um what's it, D
2: T D I and Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. So I enrolled got in and that was the start of my marketing journey
0: did you like the classes did they make any sense to you you could add, the, add I to i
1: the class i it just was like okay this is something i just need to four years hurry up get it done and over with but naturally it didn't
0: take four years
2: oh gee so. okay
0: <laughs> how long did it take
1: I think
0: it took me eight years. Okay, which means we did some stuff in the middle there. We're gonna get to that. Obviously, something happened. That sounds like a story. But hold on, before we get to that, um, let's go back into school. How 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 did you adjust? You're an artist, man. You're in 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 Cob. Cob to me was more of a very structured um, curriculum. I I don't remember much of the arts in. But how did you adjust to that?
1: Um. I think yeah, I adjusted pretty well. It it was just, I kind of I want to say I I was programmed to from I was younger to get good grades, so it wasn't hard for me doing the classes. It was just like old oh, school, high school two point a higher version of high school. Just right. do the classes, get the grades, and get it done with.
0: Right. How did you feel about that? I'm trying to get your emotional, kind of, Be honest with me now. Well, let's, I'm th- let's go off. Let's fast forward to the first year. After the first year, how did you feel about it? Um, That's the point when everybody make a final decision, like, am I going to continue this or not? So what? how did you feel about it?
1: I mean, I didn't have a choice. Like, in my mind, I didn't have a choice. Because ah. once I start something, I just feel like I have to finish it. So okay. in most cases, other than the blanket, I just feel like I have <laughs> to finish it. Other than the blanket. So, other than the blanket. After the first year, I was. It was okay, but I still did, like, my art stuff on the side, but it was just, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It was just do it and get it over with. It's already something you're not too excited about, just Mm -hmm. hurry up and get it done, you know?
0: Did they have an art scene in there? I mean, like, were you part of the, the artist there, or you just did your own thing on the side?
1: No, I weren't. I wasn't a part of the artist. I actually don't even really know an art student at COB from COB.
0: Oh, you got serious? <laughs> serious, serious. Wow. So, what happened with the gap? Let's talk about it. Let's go there. How did you get this gap from four years to eight years? What happened in between?
1: Um. What happened was. What had happened was. What you, had happened was. <laughs> Okay, let's backtrack to my last year at high school. Okay. Um, you know, dads are normally supposed to be breadwinners of the family or whatever. Right. My dad had a injury oh. and was kind of unable to work for a while. So a lot of the bills and expenses were put on my mom for a minute. Right. And school was a priority, but in my mind, I felt like, okay, you've grown, you need to support yourself. Right, so I think a year after i finished a year after I had started COB, I ended up ge- I ended up getting a job
2: mm-hmm.
1: as a waitress, mm-hmm. and then it was work, school, and then I still tried to do uh that's what i' am with. um after my dad got the injury, he used to make like shell craft and sell downtown to the tourists right to mm-hmm. help kind of not you know have moms. so deep in water right so it was me balancing between school working at the restaurant and then making shell jewelry to sell to tourists downtown
0: you know that's interesting right and i um to all the listeners this is uh full disclosure i think that's the point where i first met her i first met you when you were downtown and it was interesting yeah. to me because even in my mind i was thinking you are extremely young to be doing this You know, I couldn't get I I couldn't get a wraparound to figure out why you were doing it. You were just you were coasting, by the way. All right. It was like you were just doing what you had to do. That was was your attitude that you have. I'm just doing what I have to do. I'm going to get this done. I'm good at this. I'm just trying to make a couple dollars on the side. But it wasn't like other persons that I've met where they are all gun ho. Like, I have to make this work. You were like, dude, it's going to work. I'm just going to do what I have to do. And yep. that was so not, that explains a lot now. OK, so that explains a whole lot because, um, like I said, that was around the first time I met you and seeing you there and seeing you selling your your cross at that time. Like, yeah, I forgot it was actually shells. That is true. I totally forgot mm-hmm. about that. And I think <laughs> later on, I saw some other work of yours and, and I watched that progress um, from there. So during this time when your dad was injured, you pretty much kind of pick up the slack to ease the tension pretty much of the family
1: yeah pretty
0: much and believe it or not you are not alone in this this is not an unusual case you know things like this happen more often than you can believe yeah which is amazing that you still got your degree I'm going to get to that because usually you people get no seriously people usually just give up on their dreams I'm like you know what this is my new life now and this crap I was doing (laughs) this wasn't making no money I gotta go find a real job. So you know, I really commend you for that. That that is not an easy task, to even if it's how you say eight years later or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the trick is that, well, you actually finished. You know, that's that's a really amazing thing. But okay, not to dwell down that far. But so you took a break, and during this break time, you were working mainly.
2: Um,
1: I wouldn't say I took a break. It was just I cut back on the number of classes. I I did I did. The school straight through the eight years. Ah, I didn't take a break. I just did less classes. One one semester, I might do one class. One semester, I did two classes. One semester, I did three classes, which was held. I brought it back down to two classes. I did that for a while.
0: That's some serious stickability. I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> to work and do that? Wow. Yeah,
1: but in, in actually, it's what paid my tuition at COB. so okay. I didn't have to go and ask money for money to go towards school fee or that's what kept me afloat on my end and kind of put the tent ease some of the pressure off of her so she just had to deal with everything else except me
0: right makes sense that makes a whole lot of sense all right so what are the so now you're, you're you're that is what i call being thrust into life Coming out of high school, going into college, thinking everything's going to be hunky dory, and then life says, "Oh, <laughs> let me show you what Surprise! this is." Yeah, exactly. Take this, boom. <laughs> see what you can do with this. So that's that's how life works. So, um, in the meantime, let's let's go through that period. From after that time, in that period where you you're working, you say as a waitress and you're selling things downtown. How was that for you? How did that help you? Especially with making the shells, I mean, how did that help you a whole lot? Did that increase your craft? Did that um, help you learn new techniques? What What happened with that? Um, to be honest,
1: I was, you know, when you just barely managing everything, like when you just finally kind of learning the balance and moving between school work and this
0: yeah we call a that redlining yep that's that's life though The go on yeah
1: as soon as it became that for me, I think something I think the ministry ended up doing something like charging us extra to be out there or moving it, moving us somewhere. something happened uh-huh. that started to make things not too good for me with me within me selling downtown it right. it just wasn't the same, so At one point in time, I just completely stopped. Right. And then it was just school and work, and then I picked up another job.
0: I think that's around that time, because I think I left around that time as well. They were having some, there were some arguments between the straw market and us being out on Bay Street.
1: Yeah, I I
0: think that's what it was. Yeah. And then they did take the price up for each table to be out there. Yeah, it was the price of the
1: table, too.
0: Yeah, they, they that 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 was really rough on us. It was kind anyway I'm not gonna talk about it because I was really pissed. How can you take not to saying that our straw vendors are not good people, not saying no. they don't do good work and they do have to make their money, but um these are persons who purchase items and then resell. You have some straw platters who make their own things, but on that strip we had everyone who made everything by hand.
1: By you know? hand.
0: It was like authentically can- bohemian.
1: And I think what really kind of upset me about it most was that we were only
0: there on the weekend. That's the only time. That was the only time. They had the whole rest of the week. The whole week. And we were only there Saturday
1: and Sunday.
0: That was it. Yeah. And that became like a big thing. I think after that day, when Pompeii Square opened, they moved there for a while. I'm not too sure. I think they're still there. I don't know. I do see some tents there set up. But yeah, I do understand that. that. That kind of pissed me off as well. Yeah, I'm... I'm telling all the guests about how that was the point where our lives crossed, where we were on a similar platform. So we kind of experienced some of the same things around that time. And that's what happens with people in your life. You know, you have these, I guess we all live in circles or bubbles. And there's a point where our bubbles rub and your Mm -hmm. your life just interact with each other for a moment. And it's amazing over the years. I've seen your work grow. So I've never really... um, uh, fallen out of contact with you and a lot of persons like that i think people are going to find that I, I know a lot of people just through that just you know through life moving around mm-hmm. so you you left there and I, I i i totally understand that because that was not an easy task and sometimes you would go there you would spend that money and not make a dime not so make it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was a lot of time you put into your place mm-hmm. and you got school to take care of and you got to take care of yourself that's Again, this is life and you have to make these decisions, you know? So you now working two jobs and <laughs> doing COB. What was the second job?
1: Um, I worked for this company that was hired by the Registrar General to update patterns and trademarks for the government. So okay. I was basically a data entry club at that time.
0: Yeah, okay.
2: So I did not. that
1: from 8 to 4 in the morning. Right. And then I did... The restaurant from 5 to whenever they closed right. 12 and then I squeezed school was the restaurant made exceptions to me on the days that I had school okay so it was like that rotating between those three
0: and you scrapped your way you to college why didn't mm, you why, much. why didn't you drop it what college yeah why was it so important to finish that
1: I already started, And when I when I sit down and think about how much money you pay COB, ah, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. That's, that's, I think that's the disheartening For Like, I ain't going to pay them all this money and then yeah. decide to drop out halfway. Yeah.
2: And
1: yeah. end up with no degree. It's, it's a loss to me either way. If I drop out, don't finish it. It's a loss.
0: Mm-hmm. So, at least get your money's just worth. Yeah, stuck with it. Yeah. Damn. That's, a, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Okay, so you'd work two jobs all the way through for the full eight years or seven years?
1: No, I... The second job as a data entry clerk was seasonal is whenever they had the contract renewed. Right. So I think I did that for maybe three years. hmm And I did the restaurant job. I was at the restaurant for about four years.
0: All right. You can hold on the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad at all. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. This is quite interesting. I know that was a tough time for you. Man, um, how did your artwork suffer? Did it suffer at all? Did you continue to do sketching, oil painting, or what happened during this time?
1: Well, the art aspect of it did suffer. I, To be honest, I don't I don't draw as much as I used to back then. I don't paint as much as I used to. I Probably pick up a paintbrush maybe once or twice a year, hmm. which is really bad to say.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it picked up with the jewelry, right? So although I wasn't selling downtown anymore, I still had people who would have asked me for things. So it continued. Although I wasn't selling downtown, it still continued. I guess at home.
0: Yeah. So that was literally a side thing. I mean, like literally side side. If someone called yeah. you, you do it.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Also often, but yeah, especially during the Christmas time.
0: Ah, that's when everybody wants those gifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when did you even start? Where did you pick that up from? I mean, jewelry. How, how did you learn that? Did you learn that from the craft school in in high school? How did you learn that?
2: Um. Well, I don't
1: even. I can't even say. I can't even think to say how I picked up on jewelry. I think, to be honest, I think I was really inspired a lot by the same ladies who were downtown who used to make the jewelry pieces. Right. Because, like I said, we started with shell work. Mm-hmm. And it was more specifically like jewelry, shell jewelry boxes or shell vases. And then I always, I always keep saying to dad, I think it would be a good idea if we start jewelry too, saying that we sell the box that you put the jewelry in. Jewelry, right. So, it it kind of started from there. We did earrings, necklace, bracelets. Well, we did hair clips. Everybody loves hair clips. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where it really the jewelry part started off from. So, I started jewelry with shelves. And then, as I realized, I didn't want to work with shelves anymore. Right. I started moving into other other mediums.
0: But how did you learn this? Did you take a class on this? Someone taught you? You had a teacher? What, what? How did you learn? I mean, Uh, because you just don't... No
1: teacher, really. Like, if I wanted to learn something if I I didn't know how to do it, because a lot of things I feel like I could look at and see and be like, okay, this is how this gets made or this is how this would be made. And if I didn't know, I didn't understand, I would go straight to YouTube.
0: Hmm. So, the University of YouTube taught you how to make jewelry.
1: (laughs) Yes, the University
0: of YouTube. Which is interesting. I'm always telling people you could find pretty much anything you want to find on YouTube, but you You really
2: can.
0: You have to put into practice because a lot. Sometimes they don't give you everything, like all the secrets. So you're gonna find out some stuff along the way. So how did you find it that way? Like, oh, you saw us how to make some. What was your first piece of jewelry? Anyhow, Let's talk about that. What's the first thing you considered to be jewelry that you made? Um, outside of the shell work, I
1: think the first. actual piece of jewelry jewelry i made was this wire ring Mm -hmm. i found a scrap piece of copper wire and i formed it to make it say love Mm
2: -hmm. and i wore that around
1: my thumb and it got like oh that's so everybody was like oh that's so cute that's so cute where'd you get that from
0: (laughs) you the word l-o-v-e but as a ring
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Again, I am keep asking this question because I still don't understand. How do you see a piece of wire and say, hey, let me make love out of this and put this on my finger?
1: I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. It was just, and the thing is, the wire was just long enough for me to spell out love yeah. and for it to curve around <laughs> to make the full ring.
0: But you didn't, no measurements, no nothing. You just say, "No." Hey, that's the shortest word I could come up with. <laughs> let me put it there.
1: I don't, and I don't even know where I got the word from Like, I guess everybody just thinks of love. I don't know. But the, it was the one word that popped up and I was like, okay, it fits and it has enough to wrap around the rest of my fingers. Wow.
0: And that's it. What, how old were you when you did that? Say again? How old were you when you did that? Or where I were you? I think
1: was, I was downtown selling the same shell stuff.
0: Okay. No, 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 no. Let's let's tie these two together now. Let me just make sure because I'm seeing something here, just make sure I tie this together. You were selling the shell jewelry boxes and stuff like that. You were mm-hmm. thinking you were thinking about going to jewelry because hey, you sell these jewelry stuff. And it just happened mm-hmm. to be that you found a piece of copper wire. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, I think they call it predestination. I'm not too sure. <laughs> but it's something like that. So you made your first one, people liked it, that boosts your your confidence in it, and then you did what? What happened after that?
1: I went to dad and I was like, we need to do jewelry. And
0: Why did you go to dad? What's up with that? Because
1: he and I were who, were who really did the shell pieces. Okay. So My mom, like I said, he had a bad injury, so yeah. he wasn't very mobile and he was home most of the time. So mm. when he was home, he used to be, it's so, you'd be surprised how much work goes into those shell pieces. So he would be home the whole day sorting shells by size and color Damn. and pattern. Yeah. So by the time I reach home, we could start assembling stuff to go to, to put together. So I told him I was like, "Oh, we could we should start other things too." Yeah, and that was how we started shell jewelry.
2: Wow.
0: <laughs> no, cause I'm <laughs> no sorry when you just said about sorting those shells. I'm like shells are never the same size. And for you,
1: they're not but they are like, similar like in
0: a similar size range alright damn and he did that all day <laughs> for
1: the most
0: part Well, mm-hmm. that kind of help a whole lot I think that helps a whole lot if he's able to do that that's pretty good alright so I thought there I don't know predestination providence whatever you want to call it so you're now into jewelry and you went to him and he said no you told him hey let's do jewelry what did he tell you mm-hmm. He's
1: like, oh, I've been thinking about that for a long time. My daddy always thinks he know everything ahead of everybody. Of course, his daddy. He's, He's like, I I told you that for a long time. I think we should do it from long. Time. <laughs> I was like, okay, dad, whatever, right, let's
2: right.
0: do it. So, what were your your first products as jewelry? Say that again. What were your first products as jewelry? Your first test items.
1: The first items we did were hair barrettes. Uh
0: huh.
2: We
1: had this old piece of plastic um, fiberglass.
2: Right.
1: And we cut them into shapes.
2: Uh-huh.
1: We grew the hair hairbread part that we used to buy from home fabrics onto the back. And we made, like, just these beautiful hair, shell hair pieces. And that was it. We started with the bread. And then we moved on to earrings and then rings. And then we was like, oh, let's do a full set. So we had earrings, ring, necklace. <laughs> And then I think the last thing we added were bracelets, which were these really nice, class bracelets. And by then, we just had a full set. You could have mixed and match and buy a box to put them in the same time.
0: Where were you selling these stuff? Downtown. So you're still downtown when this is happening?
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was the part of that downtown show
2: cycle.
0: So how 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 many years were you downtown? Anya, do you can you remember? We were there.
2: You... We were
1: there my last year of high school, and I think maybe my first two years of
2: college. Mm-hmm. So maybe I think maybe two to three years.
0: So that's a good time to switch from shells over to jewelry and things like that. That's pretty good. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I never saw my jewelry downtown. Like the jewelry that I do now,
0: yeah. You no, know, it was just strictly shells when we were downtown. All right, that's okay. We got a whole lot going on up in here. So, <laughs> switching from shells to jewelry, um, helping out at home, working at T.O.B., working a part-time job, dropping that back and forth. <sighs> How long did you do this then? Because I'm trying to find that period between. We're we're in that eight year period. We should have been four, but now in that eight year period, um, when you dropped, uh, selling your stuff downtown, you took a second job. That part, what happened up in there? Because you said your it, your work suffered a little bit. Was it just mm-hmm. the painting parts, or was it the the jewelry part that suffered a bit?
1: The painting part suffered more than anything. Like I said, I I didn't really have time for it. Right. The jewelry stuff suffered because I picked up the second job, but I still kind of managed. It was like whenever somebody needed something, I would take the time out to make sure it was ready for whatever date I tell them it would be ready by.
0: So you were still doing that. That's pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did the monies from it, because I know I got to talk about that, because I know people are asking about, are actually thinking about that. The monies were was- selling your jewelry. Was it? Was it sufficient to help? is the question I think I'm asking.
2: It was, like
1: I said, it it it's what really paid my way to COB. Between that and the second job, yeah, that's what really got me through COB. Because the first job, I took the money and I was putting that towards saving for a car. Because old girl <laughs> was catching the bus, and it ain't fun to be catching the bus everywhere and then asking getting ride home from a restaurant twelve in the night. So. First job I took strictly, and I took that check in the bank, same for a car. Another two, the other job, and then selling jewelry, what got me through school.
0: You know, growing well, it up. It was just.
2: Hmm?
0: Yeah, growing up, I grew up with um, my grandparents. Actually, not my mother, but more of my grandparents. And one thing they used to say was always have something to fall back on. It was this because. This seems to be something that you fell back on. It helped you along the way. It's a craft, something you do with your hands. Mm-hmm. So you, you did a whole lot with this just by making and selling jewelry. People don't, don't feel, because I've heard this before, people don't feel art, and photography is a part of that art um, genre, I should say, that you don't make any money in, in art. But here it is, you're telling me that this craft, this art form, that you did in selling jewelry helped you, not only through school but helped you to get a vehicle.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, yep. so, so someone lied to me then because they said, me you don't make <laughs> no money off of this. Better get a real job. That's not a real uh, job.
2: Why? <laughs> oh, no. so you you
1: gotta ask ask yourself: the person who tell you that were they in that field to know that? Like, how do, they, how do you know
0: that? Of course not. I mean, this is just typical Bahamian thought, you know, especially yeah. the older generation. You always felt as if if you're not a doctor or a lawyer off the top. A lawyer, or uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, <laughs> that, that's how it was, which is so interesting why I like to talk to artists because we find out that we're the ones that usually shunned. Sometimes the family members don't understand what we're doing. And you get this thing, or oh, you better find a real job. That's not a real job. You I know, mean, I can't make a living off of this, et cetera, like that. Not saying mm-hmm. that it's easy, it is difficult you know Mm -hmm. but you can survive depends on how much work you want to put into it put into it yeah you know all right so we're we're, where where are we now we're in this four-year gap thing i would say gap (laughs) you're doing one and two classes per semester you try the three and you're like oh crap i can't handle that back to two selling your jewelry on the side working with your dad oh your dad was working with you how does that work which way which way did that work was it it was that
1: he never used to like to say that he has anything to do with
0: it. Ah, so Yeah, 'cause Yeah,
1: because he likes to say it's all me, but he he played a big role. He played a very big role in it,
0: which is interesting because earlier in your your early year, based on what you said, your mom was the one who was like, "Yeah, go ahead and do it, but keep your grades mm-hmm. up." He was like, Oh, forget about that, get your work done." And so now, good grades,
2: good grades, yeah.
0: <laughs> and here it is now. It wasn't the good grades that were helping you; it was the same artistic side of you that were helping you that's was it
1: (laughs) said it again was it
0: did you feel it was that way a little
1: bit he's always encouraged me to be the creative person that I am right because he feels all of my creativity comes from him he tells everybody that I'm only creative because he's creative so that's where I got that gene from so although he always pushed me to always get good grades he always wanted me not not always most of the time (laughs) he accepted my creativity he loved all of my paintings and stuff it's him who have who have them hang up around the house so he's always been encouraging of me being creative but i think when i started college he i think he knew or trusted already that i was able to get good grades without him having to say to me you need to get good grades
0: okay so I'm thinking now that's just quite interesting because I was trying to track back. You graduated COB in what, 2019 or 2018? 2018.
2: 2018.
0: So mm-hmm. pretty much almost two years ago. Yeah. So if we track back to that, because um, I think it was around about 2013 that the first time I saw your work. Now, I have to bring you up to that before we go back into marketing. Um Actually, you know what? Let's go back because I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil that for everybody. Let's finish this marketing thing because I really want to talk about this. So let's go through this. You went through all the classes. You took you eight years. You were doing it on and off, working, working um two jobs, plus setting your 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 products on the side, and you learned how to make jewelry by yourself. You Use the school of or uh, university of YouTube. You're getting better and better. So graduation day it's now getting close to graduation time. Are you still considering, I'm going to find a career in marketing or what was your thought process?
2: Um, I,
1: I didn't think to say I'm going to work for somebody to get a career in marketing. My thought was I'd always just maybe consider doing consultant on the side or consulting companies to help them with build proper marketing plans or along those lines. Because after, I think, three years, two or three years before I graduated, I left the restaurant and I got a pretty good job. Okay. Where I was able to drop the other job. Okay. I just work that and just work my jewelry. Mm-hmm. So when I graduated, I didn't think, I guess, why I was comfortable, uh, I still kind of am comfortable in the job that I have now. hmm. I never thought I need to seek another job that I actually I seek another profession where I actually have a degree for. Hmm. So it's still in the back of my mind to say maybe we should just do consulting. But I haven't, I guess, made that fruitful as yet.
0: I mean, hey, eight years to get this thing? <laughs> just saying.
1: But you got to remember when I first set out to do it, it was just like, oh, just get it done. Yeah, yeah. Just, Just get it done.
0: Your heart was in there like am this is going to be my life now. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do no. it. No. Yeah.
1: I mean I, I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed learning marketing throughout the years, but yeah. I wouldn't say it's something where my heart is like with anything in the in the art realm.
0: But but have you actually tried it? Like have you actually tried to market things before? Do you market your own business using the skills you learn in school?
1: Um I know, I even had to like a competition at CLB. I think it's I placed third.
0: Uh, it's a marketing competition?
2: Yeah, we had
1: to um create a business plan. Okay. And I did I did the whole thing based off of my jewelry company at the time which wasn't wouldn't named now, it's named something else. <laughs> and I I changed that afterwards but that's another story. But I entered it based on the jewelry business I had at the time. And
2: I did
0: pretty well then. Thought it. it was my grade, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me ask you this: without without taking me, without giving me a, a course in marketing, what is marketing to you? How do what is that? I mean, based on what they taught you, what is marketing? It's basically
1: creating a need in the market and filling that need. Like, you never know that you need something until you're told that you kind of need it. Yeah. Does that kind of make sense? Like, you don't know you need a spice rack and we say, oh, your spices are very unorganized. You should buy a spice rock to keep your spices organized. So it's creating that need in the market. And then, a lot of people say that, oh, it's just, marketers are just a bunch of liars or <laughs> Sorry they love to say that like I had a lot of people say I me what you're doing in COB. I'm like marketing oh you're a liar then no <laughs> I'm not really a liar sir. but it, it would really help the company to gain sales gain that income
0: I would think so so <laughs> oh, so you're a liar that's a lawyer. lawyers are liars oops sorry sorry my lawyer friends um yeah but you all know how I feel about you. We still love you' all but anyway, <laughs> no okay, okay. um on that same vein, talking about it is' just as you as you put it, creating a need for a product or item or even a service and I think when i when I hear that, I'm always thinking of the the late night commercials infomercials. Sham Wow! Like use it now, but wait, there's more. There's more, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, and then you realize. I actually love those commercials. Yeah, you know what? I really need a Sham Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's pretty much what marketing is, mm-hmm. and you're taught skills in order to do that to to people so that they can feel as if, hey, I really need this item in my life so that and, and more yeah <laughs> and more so the question yeah. still remains have you used these techniques in your business besides that competition you entered entered in school
1: um i do i try to
0: try i am there is yeah, no i'm try. not
1: i do i know so i read that somewhere before there's no such thing as try either you do it or you yep, don't do it that's it so i say i do it sometimes and then i don't do it sometimes i should i don't do it as much as i should
0: Explain. Why? I'm just thinking eight years. Why?
1: I know eight years and a whole degree and I still I don't know. It's it's a slow process. I'm getting at it.
0: Slow, it's, it's I really am. You finish in twenty eighteen, it's twenty twenty. I
1: know. And I've done so much better since I've graduated.
0: So i
1: kind of organized myself. I've created some strategies. Okay. I do a few things, mm-hmm. but I always feel as though I'm never doing enough. Or I'm never doing as much as I should be doing.
0: All right. Look here. Do not place your degree in the same corner. You have that seven by seven blanket. I'm just saying because <laughs> that seems like where this is going right now.
1: No, it's not. It's not. I like I, I utilize it, but I always feel like I do more. I always feel that I'm able to do more, but... I don't know. Like, last year, 2019, was kind of slow for me. Right. A lot of things happened that kind of threw me off balance. Because I normally have a show every year, and I didn't have one last year. So that made me feel like I kind of slipping back a little bit.
0: Mm. So this show... Um. This is your jewelry show, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, we, we, we're we going to get to that. No? Let's not jump to that right away. It's kind of interesting, though. Actually, you know what? <clears throat> Isn't that a part of your marketing? For having a, a jewelry show? Isn't yeah, it? it is. So it you, is. So you are using your skills then?
1: Like I said, I am using it, but I just feel like it'd be doing a lot more. I feel like I'm probably doing, not the bare minimum, it's, I'm doing more than the bare minimum, but I'm not doing the maximum.
0: And is that based on feelings? You know, you feel as if I just got it because I needed to get it, but not because I wanted to get it.
2: Um,
1: not really. I think maybe it's because sometimes I have myself stretched thin and I probably don't like to admit that.
0: Oh, So you're doing too many things.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is. So that's
0: what it boils down to sometimes. Okay, so this is a good time because I've heard you mention this in many different ways that you're always trying something different, always wanting to do something different. Like, okay, this looks fun. Let me do that. This looks fun. Let me do that. Old people, and I'm getting back to that day. When I say old people, again, I'm not I'm not saying you guys are old, old. It's just a way, <laughs> a way of thinking. And the saying that they... They use is uh, Jack of all, Jack of all trades, master of none. Master
1: of none,
0: yeah. How many times in your life have you heard that? Way too many. Ah, uh, now <laughs> cool. I'm sure my listeners have heard me talk about this before, and I will continue to talk about this. I don't know if you've ever heard of this word known as multipotentialite.
1: No.
0: You ever heard of a Renaissance man? No. What yeah. is a
1: Renaissance man?
0: These are all the same type of people. It's a type of person. You have multi-potentialite, renaissance, scanners. It's like many different names for persons like this. And this is why I, I talked to you before about this. Persons like ourselves who find, our, find that we cannot really focus on one thing for a very long period of time. We can do something, mind you. Like for you, it's your jewelry. For me, it's photography. It will always be there. But we always find that itch to like, I want to try this out. Let me see if I can do yeah. that. Uh, let me try that out and see if I could do that. And we we have a habit of doing this, you know, so we get the same statement. You all over the place, you're bouncing from pillar to post. That's another old people talk. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because we can't seem to, to make up our mind. So for me, and I'll tell you my story on this. Again, my listeners may have heard this before. I have, I grew up my entire life hearing this. And I felt bad for myself because I, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. You know, and I started to get upset with myself thinking something was wrong with me. Why is it that I can't figure out what I want to do? Because when I have so many things that I can do and really good at, it's well, not like we go into something and suck at it. It's like we master that bug and be like, Okay, I'm bored of this now. What's next? <laughs> right. Need something else. So I think it was in twenty it had to be in twenty eighteen as well. Um there's a lady her name is Emily Wapnick. Is it a 2017 or 2018. And you she I love, I love Ted Talk. She was on a Ted Talk and she talked about this thing called multipotentialite and how she describes it We're people who do this, this is how we are built. We can't stop this. And for us to suppress it is damaging to us. We have to do things. Now, the good part is <clears throat> What companies are now realizing they're actually looking for persons with our skills. Let me tell you why. All the things you have done through your life have brought you to a point where you can find solutions for things in a way that no one else can because you've done so many different things. So Uh they, like in marketing, that's why I'm trying to, I'm so interesting. Like, why aren't you getting marketing? You'd be so great for marketing because in marketing, you have to come up with very unique ideas or solutions to problems and if you, were, if you are not a multi-potentialite because you're so linear, you cannot think out the box. We have no other choice but thinking out the box because we, we, we had so many boxes that we were in. <laughs> <laughs> so you can take something from your high school and match it with something from CLB and match it with your time when you were making shell boxes. And you could come up with a whole new different idea that people can, sometimes people just can't even understand it. Until they say, you know what, try to break it down for me. And you break it down. It's like, God damn it, that's genius. <laughs> you know? Now, mm-hmm. the trick to this, okay? And like I say, I I'll preach this over and over again because I'm learning this myself. The trick to this is to embrace who you are. Embrace this concept that you are a multi-potentialite. That you have potential in many different facets. And we can see, we can see the larger picture. That's, that's our superpower. When one person is talking about a particular event, we have about five events that are similar to that, that we're extrapolating and putting together. I'm like, no, bro, it works like this. <laughs> you know. And for other persons listening to us, it's difficult for us to get our point across because they're so linear. And we're thinking of like four different dimensions. <laughs> so we're like, we're explaining something and they're like, dude, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I said, hold on, hold on. Let me break it down piece by piece. And when we do that, people will be like, wow, that's that's a really good point. So until you, I'm telling you this now on this podcast right now, focus on our 2020. If you are to embrace your multi-potential like nature of who you are, accept all the things that you've done. There's nothing wrong with what you've done over your entire life, because that's how I felt. Like the many things I did, I felt as if something was wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with us. That's just the way we are. We don't sleep at night. We can't sleep comfortably because our mind is always racing. We wake up in the morning and we do things. So the questions I'm asking you, how can you see a copper wire and figure out, hey, let me put a ring on that. That's how our brain works. Okay. We think in our minds. Come to find out scientifically it's been proven that everyone can't do that. Some people don't hear their voices in their mind. That freaked the hell out of me. Like, how do you survive without hearing your own voice? How do you talk to yourself? How do you say this and that can work? I mean, it's freaking me out. But Yeah, so we're totally different. You know, if you embrace that, you now have jewelry making, you have um, your experience in oil painting and art and crafts and making a blanket, even though you didn't finish it. I'm going to bring it up again. (laughs) You know, um, you have a four-year degree in marketing that you know exactly what to do, but you just, you're feeling as if you don't want to go into that, that platform. I'd say embrace it and go there. You'd be surprised how great you are. And I also know something else about you that we haven't talked that you used to do website design. These are <laughs> no these are always the fields we are attracted to. Photography. That's why I laughed when you said it. Photography, mm-hmm. website design, marketing, these things that require out of the box thinking, things seeing things from a different dimension. We are right now the most creative people in the world. And they they coin this word, not only multi-potentialized, but they call ourselves creatives. Not everyone is a creative enough. Again, you are born creative. And because of that, your mind is actually different from everyone else. You must accept that. They're not going to understand you, and that is fine. But you have your particular interest <clears throat> that you can take anything and mold it into something totally different. That's creative. And something you said as well that is very interesting. Sorry to go on this long spiel, but I just have to break it down for my people, okay? <laughs> when you talked about that pattern of the the blanket, you said you saw stripes. You saw your mind morph that into something different? You morphed it into into waves? People can't do that, you know. That's not normal. Just letting you know that. Not everybody can do that. <laughs> okay? So I, I just wanted to get that out here because we, this keep on coming up. Everything you're doing, from, from the shell, how do you take shells and sort them out and put that on the box and say that that's actually art and that's, that's a craft? How do you take a wire, a copper thing and, and meld it into something with the word love on it? How do you take, and when I first met you, you were taking buttons and putting them in earrings and other things like that. Oh, your mama, the buttons. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, see, that's how long it was. You think I forget it. I didn't forget. <laughs> but that's what we do. Like little things like that. We will pull from other people's life experience because you know, we could grab that and we use it somewhere else. That's what we do. So our memory long. Now we can remember your name all the time. (laughs) We can remember that, but there's just little things about people that we pick out that other persons wouldn't pick out. This is who you are. Accept it. So that's my rant. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Think on that. So anyway, let's get back to the story at hand. Um, I think that's the most depth I've ever went in that. I think I need to do a different talk just on that. Uh, cause that's, that is something and I'm really passionate about that because I was told that, you know, you should focus on one thing my entire life, you know, and it wasn't until I rejected all that I was told that my artwork started to step up Seriously. Mm-hmm. Because I told him, man, screw you guys. You have your life to live. I got mine. I'm not, I'm I got mine. Listen. Yeah. Let me do what I do best. Why focus on. Your weaknesses. That, that makes no sense to me. You're just going to have a strong weaknessness, weakness. That's it. Take what you have and, and do it. But marketing, mm-hmm. um, I, I really think you would do very great in marketing if you would embrace it. And um, the reason why I would bring that before we move off of the marketing part, things have changed so much in marketing that it's not traditional anymore. The traditional marketing is no longer working you know, and which is why I like to talk to marketers. I'm like, what are you doing? Why why can't you get things a certain way? Especially with the advent of social media. Um, understanding how to market on Facebook versus Instagram versus Twitter and TikTok and all these other different things. If you can see, if you, excuse me, if you can see the differences between each of these platforms and you know how to do it, like when I'm really serious and I sit down and I put together, like you say, you sit, put together a plan, I'm like, Dude, I push out some information and some work that is just amazing and with awesome results. So it actually works. But traditional marketing applied to these things don't always work. That's the funny yeah. part about it. So if I were you, I would get back into it. You know, still so do some studies on social media marketing. Um, look up a guy named is Gary Vaynerchuk, he, um, he has a marketing company. And he talks a lot about how to do these things. I have like about three of his books. I yeah, three of them, jab, job, right hook. Um a couple other ones. I can't remember the name of them. But yeah, I have some of his books and I read them and he I follow him. I would advise anyone who's interested in marketing, listen to what he has to say. He's right now on the spiel about millennials and and living their life that they want to. But if you go back to his older videos, he has a lot on marketing, man. I mean, a lot. So you should take a look at that, man. Don't give up on that. Because you spent eight years, eight years finishing up one degree. Yeah. Let's do something with that, man. Do something. Because that's a lot of time. That's why I'm, I'm not asking you, like, dude, why you didn't just drop it? There's a point where you, it's enough of this. Crap. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, that's my rant over. Let's get back into the conversation at hand. I don't know if I'm going to keep that or not. But anyway. um. Yeah, 2013, 20, somewhere up in there is where I think, uh, I remember you with the, the, um, the buttons and the work that you were doing. Now I got, I have to ask this question because even looking at your work, I can see where you changed. When I say you, I mean actually you because an artist's work, um, shows them at that point in time. So some of your earlier work, 2013, 2014, somewhere up in there, you are making these intricate, necklaces, you know, they're very kind of big and and had a lot of work going on, wire work and things going on. And I look at them. And as I look back in time, a lot of people were doing that at the time. This is normal. Again, this is how we find inspiration. So I'm asking you, 2013, 2014, the type of work that you were making at that time, what was going on? If you can remember if... <laughs> It was, like, not that long ago, but still. Can you remember yeah. what was going on?
1: Um, I think I really got a lot of inspiration from this lady. You may know, too, Jamila. I can't remember her last name. Jamila something. Last lady, she used to work with a lot of heavy heavy yeah, yeah, copper, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I know you mean, man, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, a lot of her work is what really inspired me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of how I ended up making a lot of that transition from buttons and ribbons into metals. So that was what was really going on in my life.
0: So just being inspired by other persons that you saw. Yeah. And the, again, she's she's bohemian. Um,
1: yeah, she is bohemian. I, I can't remember her last name, though.
0: Yeah, what... Trust me, it's going to click to me just like the same time with you. But I know exactly what you mean. I used to see a lot, a lot of different places I used to go um, to sell artwork. I used to see her as well. So that's how I got to really get to know her. But anyway, so you're looking at that work and that was in your brain at that time, things that you were seeing. So you grabbed a little piece of that and started to make something that was yours. So That was mine, yeah. How did you change? Because then from there, I think, like you mentioned, you started going to more metal work. What was the decision for that?
1: Um, I think the main decision was, and this is where the whole name change came in, I was getting older at the time, <laughs> and I realized that a lot of the work I used to do wasn't reflective of who I felt I was becoming. Right. I felt like I was getting more mature, but my pieces were still kind of whimsical and playful. Right. Right loud and colorful and I wanted it to be a reflection of me and what I like and how I'm changing internally too so that's why I kind of opted to start put branch out into the metal.
0: And why the decision for metal why didn't you go with something else I mean there are a lot of different types of, of jewelry and when you say metal it was any type of metal or something specific?
1: Yeah, It, it started with copper and then I was like okay I like copper but I want to try something else. And then I moved on to brass and then German silver. I did do, I kind of still try to cap the shells or bring the shell back in it. I tried, um, the seeds. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the seeds I had at the time that kind of turned me off from it. Cause they really stink. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still working around trying to figure out how to work around working with, sh- with, um, because I think some of them, like the larger ones, when you're drilling it, after a while they start to smell bad.
2: Oh, yeah. And
1: then nobody won't be wearing no necklace would stink, Yeah. So, I think that's kind of probably why I stuck with the metal because it, it. I didn't have to do as much work with the metal as I. I mean, I did, but <laughs> the thing just wasn't working out for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, because I think there was a whole point where everybody wanted these natural necklaces and stuff like that. So, yeah, I see where the seeds come in. So your work went more to the metalwork, and that's where I really picked up again on the, your work that you were doing, you know. Um, and I think when you really came to the forefront was your first show. <clears throat> Let's talk about, that out for a second, what what came to your mind where you said, you know what, I'm I'm going to put on an art show. What was the process in first thinking of you're going to put on a, sorry, not art show, a jewelry or accessory show? Um, the planning of it, location of it, finding the models and which pieces you're going to use. Like, what was the whole process like?
1: Oh, my gosh. That was a, that part of my life was like a whirlwind for like two months straight, two to three months straight, like trying to organize that and put that together. And it was only me. I didn't have like a team or a bunch of other people helping me. It was, Either my mummy, I could have asked her to do one or two things. My daddy, I might have asked her to make a run or two for somewhere that I probably couldn't go. But it was a whirlwind getting models, and models are so difficult to work with. I swear to God, what <laughs> they really are—they really, really are. So I had to get models and find something for them to wear because I don't. I'm not. It's not like it's a fashion show where I'm right. making clothes, and the clothes is with the, is what is what. The main thing is about. Okay. So I had to find something for them to wear that wasn't distracting ah. to take away from the jewelry. Yeah. And then it was just so much things that I never thought. This is going to my first one now that I never thought like this is what people have to do to put on a show. Yeah. I had to find music for the runway. I had to look at how sweet it would be for the runway. What, what, what are these people are going to be eating. What they're going to be drinking. Where are going to even have this thing?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: So it was a it was a lot of work, printing tickets, designing tickets. I think it took me like three weeks to make a flyer. <laughs> and considering myself, do because I, I do I, I do a little bit of graphic design, so I was like, okay, I'll make my own flyer. I can save money that way. I'll make the flyer. Right. A week later, I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> Trash it. I did another one. I don't like this. I did like I went through like four different ones. I was like, what the? <laughs> it's a, it was just so so much going on. To pull that whole thing together, and doing it by yourself is—it's even harder. It's even harder. I don't regret any of it, mind you. Right. And the show came out beautifully, but it just was—it was a lot. <laughs> what do
0: you? What do you estimate the amount of time it took to plan the whole thing from conception to actually kicking off the first one? How how long would that take? Do you think?
1: I can. I did kind of average it to say maybe it was three months but that's just planning the whole thing. That wasn't me putting together pieces for it either. Right. Because I was building pieces, like interesting pieces that I just built and put aside and chose not to sell because I liked it a little bit extra. So those pieces that I always had aside was what I used for the show and that they got built up over time.
0: <clears throat> so, wait, you, you made, hold on, let me just go back. You made the pieces while you were planning, or did you make the pieces and then started to plan?
1: Most of them were made before I started planning.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Makes sense. And so you made a decision on what you wanted? Did you know, or you just say, whatever comes out, comes out?
1: For the first one, it was more of whatever comes out, comes out.
2: And that worked It out.
1: was whatever I thought was interesting and beautiful enough. It came which I like to say is all of my pieces. But, you know, some things you always perform one another. So yeah. the ones that I like the most, I have this little box in my room. So anything that's interesting or that I draw that's beyond interesting, it goes in a Ziploc bag and it goes in that box. And that's like my little secret vault, my idea vault.
0: <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> well, yeah, that's natural as well for us. We We have a whole section for that. Mm. So your second one Because now you have You have some experience in it You you made some mistakes Probably you didn't But you You now have a better understanding Of what to do How was the second show? The second show I
1: Strangely Although I learned From the first one I always feel that My first one was a lot better Than the second one Why was that? (laughs) I I don't know why The second one was nice It was really nice But I felt I don't know, maybe it was just the vibe of the first one or it was just something about the first one. I still can't put my finger on it today. It was just something about the first one that was so much nicer. I mean, nicer for lack of better words. I don't know how to describe it. It was so much different than the second one. Hmm.
0: It was the, the same first location?
1: One, it w yeah, it was at the same location. They were both okay. at um South Club.
2: Right.
1: And the first one didn't exactly have a theme; it just was accessorized. That was just the theme oh, of it. Okay. And then the second one, I melanin became like the super big thing. So yeah, yeah. The second one, it was melanin summer, and I wanted to show off how colors look so good. Any color, every color looks good on black skin. Right. So that was the idea of the second one. And although it came off nice and colorful and bright in summer, I still always preferred my first one.
0: Because that was, I think the first one was more of like, hey, this represents all of me. (laughs) But now, yeah, the second one, you had to take one portion of yourself and be like, okay, take this little teeny bit. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Maybe, you know,
2: maybe.
0: That works that way. All right. So I understand now. You do... You do um, necklaces. You do a lot of bracelets. And I noticed that you started a man's line. Tell me about this man's line. What was the inspiration to doing this man's line of bracelets or whatever?
1: People always ask me, you don't do anything for guys? And I'm like, it felt bad for me to always be saying, no, I don't do anything for men. So I was like, okay, I need to figure out what do men wear, jewelry, wise. And I tried, a, I did a lot of trial and error, trying to make bracelets for guys that didn't. I think that was my main problem. Everything was starting to look too feminine for men.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I,
1: I was struggling a lot with that. Every bracelet I made, like, it just was, and I was asking opinions of guys. I was like, is this something you would wear? Is this something you would buy? And even my dad is like that. He's like this. Right. He's like, no, that looks like that's the mommy one. And I was like, <sighs> So that took me a a long while. And then I met a friend. I met somebody, a Jamaican guy. And he was like, oh, I have some some string base for me, some natural stones. Right. And I strung them. And I was like, you wear these? He was like, yeah, every day. (laughs) And I was like, oh, light bulb. (laughs) (laughs) Light bulb. So So I kind of got into the natural stones. And I, I made a few for just friends. And I gave them to them, and I was like, you know, just, if you like it, you can wear it. If you the have to keep, if someone asks you, let them know that it's me, but just let me know how you feel about it. Does it feel masculine? Does it feel like something you would like? Right. And that caught on. Like, people were asking me, oh, I gave this person a number. I need somebody's mail. This person wants this, and I'll give them your number. And that, that's how the men really started building.
0: Oh, okay, okay. 'Cause I've seen the one when you had I think you did a photo shoot with some guys and stuff. And it's like pretty nice. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And mm. so I noticed that you you branched out into different uh materials. Like what are all materials you've working with we've worked with? We know the copper, like you say, the brass, you did some steel or or, or silver. Like what mm. other materials? Like with these bracelets, you said there was two different types of stone. What other things yeah, you that, worked with? Uh the bracelets are natural
1: stones. Um for the bulk of it, that's really it. I still I still use very rarely pearls. I'm trying to get more into real pearls as opposed to the fake pearls, but some persons still prefer the fake ones because they're cheaper, I guess.
2: Yeah. I would think yeah. so.
1: <laughs> cheaper. But the bulk of it is just that metals and natural so stones, um
0: stone beads. I saw that's, something. For the most. I saw something on your Facebook page, um, that was called Poseidon Jewels. I don't know if you remember that because it seemed it was a few years ago. Can Poseidon, that one
1: is blue.
0: Yeah. Oh, what? that's
1: glass. That's, that's actually that's oh. sea glass. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, because I'm like, that's what is this? What?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it was a nice that's design. Sea
1: glass. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, that came it, from my first show. Okay. But like, yeah, did that sell? Did anyone buy that?
1: Yeah, awesome. I, I no longer have that. I can't remember who bought it. I try to remember who bought what, but it doesn't always.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna happen. You're gonna be selling. Yeah.
2: It. Speaking <laughs> of
0: selling, like, what's the what's the average price of your your products? Let's start with that. Uh, do you, you still do rings? Um, I do rings, not as
1: much. I don't know. I feel like rings, the ring world, kind of died down a bit. Me personally, I love rings. Right. So I have rings starting like about five dollars. But they're like simple bonds. Yeah. So the more elaborate it is, the more it would be,
0: the more it would cost. Okay. So instead of saying each one, you would say that your your items range starting at five dollars and what's like the most intricate thing you've ever designed, like what's the highest price that persons can actually look at?
1: Um the most intricate thing that I've ever designed was something called um Egypt Princess okay. and that the price on that is ninety five and that's the necklace and earring set
0: that's not bad at all mm. Mm, it's not bad at all, All right. Because right 'cause I've been looking at your work, and I know some things that caught my eye, like I didn't really understand when I saw um what was it gombe on, what do you call him Gumbe? And then I looked Gumbay. at it. I'm like, oh yeah, then it's you, a symbol. You saw it, right? Yeah. <laughs> i like, oh, okay. people keep saying, Why you why you name it gumbe? Like, I was
1: like, look at it, just look at it good. Look. and Gumbe is
0: actually my favorite soda too. So. Uh yeah. So I say, oh, it's a gumbe symbol. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. But that's good. The guys, the, the the gentleman, the man's bracelets were pretty good. I know you use different stones like quartz and other things, um uh, and them. So I'm mm. like, Okay, that's really good. It probably takes some time to drill some holes, but uh, that's interesting. What is what is malachite?
1: Malachite is it's a stone. It's a natural stone. It's look- kind of green in color. Yeah. And I can't. I think that one is it's built up due to calcium and something else in the earth. I can't exactly remember, but it is a natural stone. Mm-hmm. But it's like green and black stripes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was quite interesting as well to see that. I'm like, Malik, I never heard that before. But well, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's, be surprised, like these natural stones have really interesting names.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Um, your, I think you talk about your your melon in summer. So I saw a few of those. Are pretty good. Your, I think something recent that you're working on is the mustard and the pineapple thing. What's going on? What the inspiration between those? Pineapple one seem to be showing up a lot more. Is that something about pineapples you like.
1: Pineapple came from Melanin Summer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my dad's side of the family is from Lutra.
2: There we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, pineapples is like, I love, I love pineapples. And, when I was trying to complete the line for Melanin Summer, I was one item short.
2: Mm.
1: And I couldn't figure out, I couldn't figure out what to do. Like. And it was like, I think the show was like a couple of days. I was like, he's still missing one piece more. And I was sitting down in my room. Dad likes to buy pineapples, and I would take the majority of them and run and hide in my room. So I was sitting down eating the <laughs> pineapples. <laughs> and that's how that came about. I was like, what is the last thing I need to do? And I looked down in the play. I was like, pineapples. There you go. <laughs> Eureka! Eureka, the answer is staring you in your face.
0: Right there, all the time. Yeah, because I, and that's, I, they were quite nice. The earrings, they, you know, like it's pretty good. Is there like a, a color to them or what metal is that? that?
1: That's made out of brass, but I also do them in copper and silver. Okay. But everybody loves the brass. I was like a thing for some. I made so much pineapple earrings. I <laughs> I think I'm sick of
0: <laughs> so, One thing I always I like wondered, it. right? I mean, sorry, not to cut you off for that, but... Because you did make, mm. you just say something. You had to make a lot of it. Like, do you make each and every one by yourself, handmade.
2: Huh, mm-hmm.
0: God damn it.
1: <laughs> each and every last piece. Each and every last piece. Jeez. From the metal, I trace it, cut it, file it, buff it, etch it, prime it, whatever I have to do. All by myself. <laughs>
0: And your maximum price is ninety bucks. Jesus! Come on, people! <laughs> come on, come on. That's a lot of work. I Me mean, just thinking about that, like each and time if you do that over and over and over again.
1: and yeah. so what I what I tend to do is I try to make a. I don't never sit down and make just one. Okay. So, like, if someone said, if someone does want one, especially when it came to the pineapple area, because I don't know, like, like girls just was like, pineapple. Someone we having pineapples for some, Everybody's going crazy <laughs> with pineapples. So. Whenever I sit down to make an order, I would make like three or four other pairs. Right. Because soon enough,
0: they got to go. That makes sense. So just hold on them just in case. That makes sense. So are you ever going to do like limited editions? You say, okay, uh, there's only going to be five of these ever made and that's it. Or it's if someone requests beyond that, how do you do that? Or can someone ask you, hey, um, can you make something for me and only for me?
1: Um, A lot of my larger pieces or more elaborate pieces Mm -hmm. are only produced maybe three times the most. All right. I don't like to make a bunch of, like, I don't know if you saw Egypt's Princess, but it's a bunch of strips of copper all at different lengths. I think if if I remember the count, it's like maybe 60 to 70 different strips Uh of copper all at different lengths.
0: That I think I've only ever made
1: that three times. So that, and I don't
0: intend to make it again. <laughs> okay, let me just make sure I get the right one. This is it the one? It's almost like a upside down pyramid or a diamond or something on the chest. I'm trying to remember because I, I saw it's two things that caught my eye. It was one that looked like strip, strips of copper, like you mentioned, and another one looks like. Teeth or something that goes almost around the neck, like wooden teeth or something. Like,
1: oh no, the the one that looks like wooden teeth. Oh, that's wood. Okay, yeah, I've worked with wood before. <laughs> <laughs> the wooden, the wooden one that looks like teeth is ostrich collar.
2: Ostrich, I've only ever made yes.
1: ostrich collar. Yeah, I've only ever made two of those. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. But the Aegis princess is the the one with the metal strip that go downward at different lengths.
0: I think so I think I've seen that one too because I thought at first from a distance I thought it was like a whole. Like, uh, like black and silver or something like that. I'm like, no, let me cut that closely. No, they're individual pieces. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Those, mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, that's just a lot of time, man. It is. <laughs> you got to cut each it one is. of them and then string them in together. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> the things we do. The things we do. The things we do. <laughs> Oh, so what's next though I mean are you going to do another show after this pandemic or how have you been coping with this pandemic I mean you can't really get out and, and advertise or market your things you want to in traditional ways so how are you coping with this pandemic um, I've actually
1: been coping really well I'm, I'm already a homebody so I'm fine being home right. I have no problem with the lockdown <laughs> but I have been increasing the amount of work that I've been doing and producing
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I have been posting to Instagram or Facebook a little bit more than I would if I was back at work. Right. So I'm coping pretty well. Um, so surprisingly, t- during a pandemic, people are still ordering jewelry.
0: So you're taking <laughs> I advantage. Don't want to
1: sound, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but you know they they are still ordering. I'm I'm thankful for that.
0: Well, so, that's good, man. I mean, once you're still able to to get your work done, because you know. 'Cause you have the time. You have a lot of time. I, I have more than enough time. <laughs> so are you looking to do another uh show when, whenever you can? I do. I
1: really wanted to do one in twenty
2: nineteen,
1: but like I said, that didn't that didn't happen. Um so twenty twenty I guess I we have really have to see how long this pandemic thing is around for. Yeah. So but I do hope to have one when Miss thing clears up for goes away.
0: Is it possible to do a virtual show? Have you ever thought of something like that? Like, have some models, who people you trust, <laughs> send them the items and they do something online? I don't know. Something like that. Or... I,
1: I didn't think of a virtual show, but that actually sounds really good. But I did think of a virtual sale. Okay. Like, do you ever see, like, how they... <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know what they call it, but like you ever watch J T V, like how they sell the jewelry and stuff late at yeah, night.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like that kind of vibe. Maybe I go live and whatever <laughs> I have kinda of like I wanna say auction off or have a sale for it.
0: Yeah. We have this and lovely piece to- that's designed by <laughs> yeah, do stuff like that. that would be cool. That'll be interesting. Yeah. You know? Once you have But how would you do that? Would you use like the um, those mannequin busts and just show it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think that'd be the first. I've never heard of it done over here, so I think you should try that. That'd be pretty cool. I
1: think so, too. I think I'll I'll probably look into that a little bit
0: more. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So 2019, yeah, 2020 just came along and these things started to happen and messed everybody up. So we all have to know just (laughs) figure out what we're going to do.
1: Like we had so much hopes For 2020 Like you know I know For 2020 I Something know
0: for you. It's like wait what Did I Watch the 2020 What I can do this My watch,
1: 2020 coming That's it yeah, My life gonna be in order We snatch Everything together yeah.
0: But boy <laughs> What happened First we get hurricane Then we get COVID Then we get What is Mur- No we got Aliens are real And then we got Murder hornets
2: like, Murder hornets. What, <laughs> what the hell
0: one thing after the next. One thing after the next, but this is great. So, one thing we didn't talk about, and I found this interesting. I think I found this about by mistake through another friend of mine. You play rugby. Yes. Wow. what's the of I'm like, yes, oh I, I know that girl. You sleep? Like, what the hell? You do what? I. Mean... Everybody's looking at me cross-eyed the when they find that out you play rugby. Uh, yeah. yeah. I play, I play rugby. Listen, the, the ladies and gentlemen, if, you, if you've never seen this lady before, if you've never seen Miss Tanil Asheron Cartwright, <laughs> and she's laughing because she knows what I'm going to say, there's a reason why she calls her name. What's, what's your handle on Instagram? Your... It's, it's teeny tiny penny. There's a reason for that, okay? So, like rugby, what the hell are you doing? Are you like the water girl or something? <laughs> Rugby. No, I am not the
1: water girl. I promise you I'm not the water I am out on that field.
0: <laughs> what what please tell me what possessed you to say like, hey, I wanna do that. I wanna hit another girl hard enough that I knock a ball out of her hand. Like, explain explain that to us, please. How we went from because we all hear this now, we went from getting good grades, being an artist, making things with your hand to like, I'm gonna run you over. <laughs> how how did that happen?
1: To be honest, when I first joined rugby, when I first started, I wasn't familiar with the sport. I never, I, I've i heard of it, but I didn't even, I couldn't tell you what it was about. Mm-hmm. I used to play, I, I started to play softball in COB. Okay. And one of the girls, the team never really got off the ground when I was there. But one of the girls I used to play softball with, she played rugby. And mm-hmm. I. she bucked me in the food store, I think must be like a week after my graduation. Or a week before my graduation, she was like, what are you doing? I was like, nothing, just working now, working in jewelry. She's like, come play rugby. I was like, okay. Just like that. Didn't, just like that. She's like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, went in. I was like, okay. What time? was like 6.30. I was like, okay, I'll be there. Just like that. And it was, it was history from there. I, I enjoy, it as weird as it sounds, and as scared as people look, as scared as people are when they hear
2: the sport, mm-hmm.
1: it's, I swear, so much fun. <laughs> I swear to you, it's, so much, fun. it's so much fun. If you're not scared to get hit, it's, it's
0: so much fun. See, but that's the thing. That's the, that's what people think about, dude. You, you get hit. This is like football. Oh man, without the padding. Without, the, yeah, without the padding, exactly. And it's legal. <laughs> Jeez, rugby. That's but
1: believe a... it or not, I think I read some. I read somewhere that people actually get more injured in football.
0: Uh-huh. There are more
1: injuries in football than there is.
0: It's rugby. Oh, okay, so it's safer. It's, it's than not as
1: football. bad as people. <laughs> it's not as bad as people think it is.
0: It just looked bad on TV when they watch it. and Like, why you? going to
1: know they they say yeah. it back in
0: slow motion. So yeah, it's like a little scary. It ain't a serious. Like, oh, dude, I know you're gonna feel that in the morning. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so rugby. That's cool. Any other sports? Because you said softball, you said rugby. So you you're also an athlete, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I always enjoy being, I mean, I still do, I like the fitness, the fitness aspect. Yeah.
0: Jack of all trades, master (laughs) of (laughs) that.
1: I think that came from where I'm so small.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, people look at people like my size and they will try to run you over, they will try to bully you. Right. They will be biggity. So, I think maybe that was kind of my defense.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, you think it's pushover, huh? Come for some of this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> That's good. So now, like we said, with COVID, I mean, we're all locked down. So there's no more rugby going on. No more.
2: Yeah. No more
0: shows. No, <laughs> It's like it just really messed everything up for everybody, you know? Yeah. But it's really been really. really... This is really a really good talk, man. There's so much things to be in chat. Now, I just want to know a couple more things. If things go, you know what? 'Cause it seems like I don't want to jinx 2020 any more than it is. Um but what are what are your plans there? Let's just say for the future. Like you have some things in the working that you want to bring out. Are you coming up with a new line of, of uh jewelry? Are you gonna go into something else? Are you gonna start marketing? Will she ever finish the blanket? Like what's <laughs> what's going on? Well I don't know you're
1: gonna bring up this blanket
0: again. <laughs> I just wanna know what's the plan for the future, man.
1: Um, for right now. Um, I'm not working on online or anything right now. I'm actually trying to work on a website, getting myself a website up and running. Good. So I'm trying to get that done by June, sometime June, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: hopefully. (laughs) So that's kind of like the next big project for right now.
0: Yeah, and selling selling, um, products, online mm-hmm. yeah that is yeah. a big project that takes a lot of time to put that together getting your photographs together your your verbiage together your pricing good luck <laughs>
1: it's like the show all over
0: again yeah exactly so this is your big show again yeah that's, that's yeah I, I always tell people when they do stuff like that you know what you need to have an opening party after you test everything for about a month or so have an opening party like dude i'm pretty due sure due. i <laughs> that's that's crazy, man. Really wish you well on that. All right. So give us um, some some information about your company. Where can people find you? What's your numbers, your emails, your handles on Facebook, Instagram? What give us some information about yourself, about you and your business? Okay, okay
1: so the company is Ashara Pieces. A S H A R A. It's my middle name without the N. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. With those same handles, the shower pieces. I think my Instagram is a shower underscore pieces. Okay. Um, my cell phone contact is 455-7400. I'm home based. I do deliveries. Um, you can message me for a scheduled delivery though, seeing this whole COVID-19 thing. Yeah. <laughs> this whole lockdown thing. But yes, I'm easily accessible. You can message me on Facebook, Instagram. Shoot me an email, asharapieces at gmail.com. Those are
0: how you can reach me. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tanil Asharan Cartwright. She is the owner and operator of Ashara Pieces, some really unique pieces of jewelry. And you've heard a story, so you can see exactly why her work is so unique, because it comes directly from who she is, you know, the way she was brought up and what's happening in her life. You understand how she makes her, her jewelry and other things that she has done. So go and check out her website. Sorry, great. In June. Hopefully. Check hopefully out her yeah. website. But it can, won't be another blanket. <laughs> it won't be another blanket. Awesome. But you can find her information, her her work. You could see her work on Facebook and Instagram. You could follow her as well. So that when new items come out, you'll be one of the first ones to actually find out or get a custom made piece. I do love the glasses, by the way. The one like the Poseidon one that is really, really unique. So take a look at that. So for right now, again, I want to really thank you for coming on this uh, podcast. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Now I know your full story. You know, everyone else is oh. going to know it. What else do you do? What other type of uh, yeah. metals do you do?
1: I work with copper, brass, German silver, natural stone, furrow, um, a little bit of wood.
0: Awesome. And you said for the guy you can now have a have a man's line of bracelets. So Father's Day yes, is coming bracelets. up, ladies. Father's Day.
1: Oh, it's, bra- it's Sorry, it's actually bracelets, um, tie bars, and tie bars, and cufflinks.
0: And cufflinks. Well, oh, that's the truth because I saw the pineapple cufflinks. They were really yes. awesome, by the way.
2: They look
0: really good. They really, were really, really nice. So Father's Thank Day you. is coming up. If your husband, boyfriend, cousin, whatever having a birthday or party, look here, give her a call, check out the things that she have there. These things are really awesome. They really look good. They do look manly because before, usually when you see bracelets, you're like, dude, I'm not wearing that. You're not, I'm not going to be putting that on. Either you're like some surfer dude or whatever, but they're really, they're they're nice. The tones on them are really earthy. There are some blue ones in different colors, but I really like the earthy tones. They're really, really beautiful things, man. So go and check her out. And give her a call anytime. If you can, not just check it here on the podcast. We'll have our information below. Any questions, you can leave it here or send her an email either way. So... Just want to remind you again, we are sponsored by the Creative Center Bahamas, located in Chippingham on the Pop-Up Studios property. Or we also are sponsored by Bahamas Candle and Soap, the one place or the Bahamas' number one place to get all of your candle and soap supplies. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening on the podcast. This is Tanila Sharan Cartwright for Ashara Pieces.